Welcome everybody to Unedited Portland. I'm not editing, but the intro was unusable due to a technical difficulty. So tonight's episode is the funny Grace Sadie, comedian and local Portlander. So I will pick you up from the interview as soon as the music trailed off and everything was being recorded accurately. So this is episode seven of Unedited Portland with Grace Sadie. Um, if you are born from Portland originally, what part of Portland were you born in? Well, I was born at, at Venice, which is up by Mall 205. Okay. But I don't know where my mom lived. We lived all over. The, we've lived everywhere. That's uh, that's nice that you reference the hospital to the closest uh, That's the only thing I know. Retail association that it has. Well, I kn- that's I, those are facts I know about my birth. <coughs> one thing, it was Mall 205, and it happened. It those, happened. Those are the things I know. I know bad stuff about my birth. We don't want to go there, though. We don't want to go there, for mm. sure. So, early on, you're here in Portland. Um, were your parents originally, like, funny? Were they funny people? Is that what brought on this comedian, or? Oh, well, I was raised by my mom. I don't really know. I know. I met my real... I, I guess I have vague memories of my real dad. He... Maybe he's funny. He's interesting. He's a character, that's for sure. My mom's Cuban, and so she's funny, but it's totally like uh, she doesn't get humor. I don't know. It's just like she's funny, but it's different because of the Cuban. So is that is it funny because, okay, the way that she... Like she... I never noticed she had an accent, but apparently she has an accent. Like, And now I notice it more, but like... You know, I mean, she was she came here when she was thirteen, so her English was never probably that good. Okay. So, but I didn't notice. You know what I mean? She's my mom. Um, was she originally in the Miami area, or did she come straight here to Oregon from? They Cuba? like popped through Miami and somehow just ended up right in Portland. Wow, that's yeah. that's quite the journey, actually. Quite the journey. Um, I've I have some family in Florida, so I've been down there, and uh, I see some of the Cuban influences in South Florida. I, I think more than she. I, I wouldn't say funny. It's that her social cues are totally off, and I find it funny. And now, like, I can see the light in it, but, like, at the... I don't know. I think it did help shape who I am, that's did, for sure. Did you guys celebrate all the normal holidays, the uh, Thanksgivings and the and the whatnot, or was that not part of it? Yeah, she's super not into shit like that. She's or, not very... Which is kind of funny. It's kind of funny. My grandma <laughs> is. My grandma's super very, very traditional. My mom is kind of a hippie sort of... What are you doing for Thanksgiving? She's like, we're going to Denny's. What did you think? No, we were no, no, she would never go to Denny's. <laughs> no, she would like make, a f- she cooks really, really well. Okay. Yeah. Just happens to be cooking on that day. It has nothing to do with Thanksgiving. No, she'll do a Thanksgiving, but like Christmas, I mean, she would do Christmas, but it was very like begrudgingly, like after a point that was like, do I have to wrap this? Like she right. doesn't wrap gifts. <laughs> it's 1230 afternoon. Christmas is over. It's, we're it's, done. it's very interesting. She's not sentimental much. That's Well, that's, well, that's funny. So in some sense, some of that kind of rubbed off and gave you an idea of humor like a different sense than what maybe the normal american way was you had kind of this that's little what i think distinctive character to it she's a, she's a distinctive character and then uh i had a stepdad when i was eight and he's he's funny he's really funny and then and uh, he's got a crazy laugh i love his laugh so he was kind of a jokester very much telling jokes pulling pranks on you very much always He'd be sarcastic like, i wouldn't kid you you're my favorite kid <laughs> i don't know what that means but i still think it's funny is, i think that's the john candy line i remember from the 90s is the, it from uh, camp candy he said uh, i'll never kid a kid 
Yeah, there you go. See, well, then see, that's, <laughs> it comes from there. I, I wasn't expecting to quote Camp Candy on this podcast, but it did just happen. Yeah, so anything can happen. I'm, I'm waiting for a Voltron reference here sometime <clears throat> in the future. It won't come from me. <laughs> Voltron's awesome, I'm telling Whatever. you. Whatever. Um, so you're in Portland. It's early on. Um, what You were saying you moved around a lot. What, what neighborhoods in Portland did you live in growing up? Well, okay, uh, I don't know. We lived, uh, <laughs> we lived all over. That's also funny. When I was eight, my mom married my stepdad, and we moved to Mosier. Oh, okay. Which is uh, five miles east of Hood River and, and 14 miles west of the Dalles. Wow. Okay, yeah. situate a uh, windsurfing area there. And he was a windsurfer. Let's see? Look at that. He was a windsurfer, and he had a big piece of property, and they got married real fast. And uh, Fast like the wind. Fast like the wind, and... I was eight when they got married. They they got together when I was seven, and we moved there, and that sort of just shifted me into country life for a little bit. Okay. Well, uh, I grew up in the country myself, up yeah. in Washington. So uh, that was nice, actually, because I was there till sixth grade. So you were able to kind of get acquainted with the people, because it stays the same pretty it was, much. I had the same 20 kids in my class right. for five years. Which is kind of, it's lame, but it's I can that, name all of them. Levi Baggy, <laughs> Melissa Mason, James Beard, like just fucking I, small, Amy Combs. We might have just created something called the Small Town Shoutout, where you just start listing <laughs> names of people that no one will ever know. So, you know, shout out Katie and Hendrix, Matt Corp, Lisa Glessing. Fucking Shambolita. What's up, Shambolita? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. That's going to be the new thing. I'm, I like that. I'm calling up the radio station tomorrow and just doing small town shout outs but like why like i mean it's fun to talk about my life so let's just go with it but so oh yeah well that's well i was gonna tell you like the reason so from there we moved to mexico so it's sixth grade you're in uh Mosier, oregon and yeah. suddenly you get your papers saying we're moving to mexico no yeah my parents got busted for growing a bunch of weed oh nice <clears throat> but they got busted by the feds so like it was an instant like five year slap like they were facing a minimum five years and they were just like uh yeah no we're going to mexico and that's what we did like the i think i was two weeks into seventh grade and we just i didn't i didn't know that was an option they're like federal <laughs> charges or sunny foreign country it's like gosh um it's, it, sadly hmm. it, i guess it pretty much is because i mean they could have uh, you could probably have figured that out if they wanted to but you know yeah the police got a huge piece of property and lots of assets and right somehow paid off the debt and i mind. mean they still had to they had to do their shit eventually but right to get we back in, we were in mexico for a while so well they i stayed for three years which puts you in high school then yeah and i came back to portland for okay and which high school did you go to roosevelt roosevelt where's uh roosevelt at fucking st john's oh snaps raise okay. the roof okay that's what they said that was that's <laughs> literally what the principal would yell down the hall just raise the roof raise the roof one-handed roosevelt. yeah he would he would no, <laughs> no it was two-handed actually okay well that's <laughs> funny also so maybe maybe the principal rubbed off a little bit on you no no <laughs> i hated that school yeah um so okay you're in mexico then and then what was life like down there well, at first I fought it a lot. I really like was just, I was like, this is not, because I literally turned 13, I think five days before we went. So I was a hormonal fucking mess. Like I was a mess. I did not want to be pulled away from my family, but I don't know what, what choice did I really have? So like, and we had gone down there before. It was not our first time going down. We'd go down like every year for like a month or two. Right. So I'd been there and so I knew what was in store, but like my Spanish wasn't very good and I was just fucking a teenager. Like I did not want to be there. 
But it really, it shaped me really well. Like eventually I got into a school and then I made friends and then I learned Spanish and then I had a boyfriend and I was just like, onda? Like I like, I like it down there a lot now. I tried to go every year now. That's nice. And then, and that stuck with you. You still speak Spanish. And I, I'm fluent in Spanish speaking. My reading and writing is not very well. No bueno. It's not very well in English <laughs> either. The reading, I read well, but I fucking... Spelling is a bitch. Yeah, even in a foreign country, it starts getting hard. Well, it's even harder because Spanish is easy, but you complicate it with your American brain. So, like, you'll just flip, you'll spell it wrong, even though it's too many U's and E's next to each other over there. Yeah. So I I get lost. Well, all right. So, so that sounds like a pleasant time. Now, were you doing anything funny at that time? Like, did you were you class clown or were you serious? Were you Mm -mm. in the books? No, I've never. I don't know. I've. It's not like I'm not. I've never been super popular or anything. I I. I always had friends. I've always had lots of friends and I was always kind of silly, but I don't know. I love like the first thing I can remember comedy wise is like loving SNL at like age eight. Like my mom would let me stay up and tape it, just like start it. And I'd usually just watch the first skit in the monologue and go to bed if I even made it up that long. But I would like always get to record. Right. Well, that's that's awesome. And Uh, that was like my favorite. I had a, a family that was split. So I had my dad living in the city. And on weekends, I would be able to watch Saturday Night Live. Or if I came over on the Friday night, I could watch uh, Carson early on as a kid. So th- that Carson, wait, you're young. How old are you? Uh, 30. Oh. So I caught two. I don't remember Carson. I'm 31. Like 80, so. 88, 89, 90, and maybe even into 90. Well, I guess 91 is when he left. So God, yeah, no, I guess late. So. And, and, and here's the thing about that is anyone that likes Carson would say they don't call that Carson. They're like, dude, that's too late. But I'm like, he was on TV. It was daily. I, he didn't I don't do, remember it. He didn't at do all. Mondays. That was the thing. See, if I had a holiday where I got to stay the extra day to the Monday, and uh, if I stayed over or it was like the summer or whatever, uh, it was always reruns on Mondays. And so my dad would be like, oh, we're not watching it. It's a rerun. So I remember that part. But uh, your dad sounds cool. He was cool. And it was, and, I, and that was the era, though, also for Saturday Night Live. I mean, it was the Dana Carvey, the Chris Farley. Like, that, that yeah. era was, was hilarious. And then it kind of took a plunge. I don't think so. I don't agree. And then I don't think agree. it rebounded, personally. I mean, it did, It does always, but I just think it's been I, – I really I, – I like the media. A lot of people don't give Saturday Night Live enough credit, I don't think. Well, I think it's still – It's fucking funny comedy, right now. I mean, for 30 years straight, that's got to be – It's funny. I love all the topical shit, too. Yeah, it's good. Well, that's cool. So, so you're eight years old. You're watching that, and you're like, "Oh, those are people, and they're trying to be funny." I, I remember that. I remember watching like Mary with Children. My mom didn't. She's pretty cool with like letting me watch stuff, but she didn't really like that. But I would sneak it. I'd put. I had TV in my room. I put headphones in, and I'd watch it at like eleven o'clock at night. Yeah, I had to force my mom to watch the, a whole episode of The Simpsons for me to be able to watch Fox. Yeah, it's like sit down watch it these are people that are writing this episode okay it's supposed to be a little outlandish but it's not as bad as you read in the papers because i don't know if you remember back then yeah i watched the simpsons a the little simpsons, bit Simpsons, married with children they were like blasphemized yeah yeah married with children i thought that shit was hilarious but uh but yeah so all right and then you hit high school um was anything else more comedian then or you well i did acting in high school i don't know i've always just been drawn to st- the stage but i didn't know what was it i didn't know what to do with it i didn't i tried i tried a lot of improv i was never that it's okay but it's too hard i don't know i really like the um stand-up where it's just you like you people have to listen and i think that sometimes you know the comedians like some people are like the life of the party and some of them are a lot quieter and like but when you have just that moment where you get to like do it i don't know nothing's better so far um so if 
if you're in high school and you're trying out acting and stuff, was any of this comedy? Like, was any of it, were they doing plays that were comedy? I did comedies? plays, and the play was kind of a comedy. I think it was called Rumors. Okay. And I remember my character was a little over the top, and that was fun. Um, and I did the acting in, in high school. I got, like, best sophomore actress in the yearbook, and that was super awesome for me. But then junior year, they dropped the acting program. Like, wow. they cut it, and I was just like, fuck this high school. 90s arts, I tell you. They were getting good. And then I just, right. I dropped I dropped out my senior year. I was like, I can't. Arts and weird sports were getting they, cut. They had football. Football wasn't going fucking anywhere, <laughs> but. Exactly. I think, I think they cut the theater program, and then there were, like, no plays this year, which is bullshit. They should at least have a play. Right, or a Christmas whatever they called it back then. No, that's elementary school. Oh, snaps. <laughs> that was probably the last time I was on stage, you know, Rudolph hat, singing oh, Jingle Bells. Well, that's not true, because I did plays in, uh, in elementary school. Okay. Yeah, I forgot about that. I did. I did a couple... I did a Christmas one a couple times. I was, like, the announcer, and then one time I was in this weird, like, Native American play, and... These guys fought over me, and then they turned into mountains or something. It was rad. <laughs> that sounds like nice. That's nice. Yeah. It sounds like some uh, expose on the environment. You know, we all we all need to get back to nature. It was some some shit like that. It was good. Um, all right. So at that point now, when you graduate, do you stay in Portland? Oh, sorry about that. I didn't graduate. I dropped out. You dropped out. And I got my good enough diploma. Okay. So how was that later, like after high school age, or did no? You I did it right away. I went and just like I was like. My grandparents were super not cool with me dropping out, but they were like, well, if you're going to do it, go get your GED. And like pretty much made me do it that day. Right. And I went, I like took a lunch and I took the whole test in one day and I was done. Well, that's cool. So then at that point, at least you had the qualifications to go to college at some point if you wanted. Right. Or at least apply for a regular job. And right. That, that um, yeah. Did, did you make an attempt to go to college at that point or what did you <clears> decide? Nope. I just fucked off for a while. I was like, <laughs> I like, I got really into punk rock nice and is that a box you can check on an application by the way it's like college uh, punk rock experience punk rock fucked off a while traveled i did some traveling i went to europe a couple times wow all right i just got a job i think um my first real job was at starbucks which isn't bad which isn't bad i got an apartment um i mean when i was like 19 yeah i mean i was right out 18 i moved out which is common. I mean, you could be 25 and have an education and you'd be working at Starbucks and but living in an apartment. So My parents were still fugitives. So I came back and I was living with this lady who's like a friend of the family. But also she took me in. She was kind of my guardian. She was really she's a really nice lady. But I also kind of felt like, you know, I'm 18 and I'm kind of imposing on this lady's life. Right. So um, and that was just basically was she on paper as your guardian. So that could uh, we basically submitted paperwork to the high school telling them about my situation i don't know i don't i was scared for years that like like i put in for a passport at 18 i was like they're gonna come asking where my parents are they have to they have to right and nothing nothing were they in town did they were they come back here with you no they stayed they were they stayed i came back okay i came back right before my 16th birthday okay so they're still in mexico well They turned them when I was 24, I believe, or 23. They turned themselves in, I guess 23. And they got a year in federal minimum security prison each. And then they got a year of probation. Wow. But they are back in Mexico now. But now they are legally there. Okay. And they have the option to travel to the U.S. They do. They're actually applying for residency, which, like, whatever. It doesn't matter. They, yes, they can come and go as they please. That's, no. I mean, it's an interesting story, though. You know, I mean, it, that can't be too common, right? I I mean, I it could, it's probably more common so. than people think, but it's not. But I, there's a lot of people down there. I'm like, 
what are you doing here? Like, I think there's quite a few uh, people on the lamb in Baja. In, right. <laughs> no, it's just sort of an unwritten. I mean, if you're going to go on the lamb. It's the place to go. It is. I swear to God. It's, it's, uh, what the, like, wild, wild west. Like, it's just anything goes. Like, you drink in your car. Everyone drinks and drives. No seatbelts. It's it's madhouse. It's rad. We could do we could do a live read for Baja. Hey, are you on the lamb? Do you like sunshine <laughs> and people taking off their? Do clothes? you love tacos and cerveza? And also have a foreign warrant? <laughs> Come to Baja. Come to Baja. Travelmexico.com. Bring cash just in case. Yeah. Ole. <laughs> That'd be fun. Well, um, so that's well, that's interesting. So you made it. You made do. You uh, you felt maybe education wasn't the route. And I didn't know. Uh, well, totally fair. I mean, I didn't, uh, I didn't even know about college. I mean, I fear I found out about college loans, but <laughs> you're like, wait, what's this building over here? And they're like, that's the college. You're like, oh, no, <laughs> weird. Yeah, no, my grandparents pressured me to do that. Okay, well, you actually eventually went back. Yeah, yeah I did. I did. I gra- I have a d- four year from PSU. Oh, right on. Yeah, I mean, I have one of those. It took me twelve years. So yeah, yeah, I started at PCC. Yeah, same here. Yeah. Right on. Hey, go team. Um, yeah, I graduate in June, so that's my nice. Yeah, big deal. I graduated two years ago. Right on. Congratulations. Thank you. We will be alumnists. Oh yeah. Alumni. Mm. Alumni. But uh, all right. So well, that's cool that you actually. Okay, so you avoided it at first, and then uh, went, al- went punk rock. Went punk rock. Came back to the education option. Came back because then I realized they'd give you money, and I was like, oh well. But no one told me this fact. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll Check, take please. It. Yes. Check that box. You erased the box that said fuck off for a while. And right. And then I was like. Interested in education. I was like, I could work part time and do this or. Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. Um, so at that point, now you're in the college scene. That's typically a, a comedian scene as far as like comics go around the country. They go to colleges and stuff. Did no, you, not at you, PSU. They don't. I know. I noticed they none of them come. <laughs> I mean, we do. We have them. I've seen them there, but they are. So or PCC. Or PCC. I took improv. I, that's the really only the thing comedic there. And so I did. I've done improv at. I did. Im, I think I did three improv classes because I did. Uh, I think there was one, two, and then they did an advanced improv class at PCC, and that was pretty fun. I liked the teacher a lot there. And, uh, all right, well, I, what I'm saying is, like, the college age is where people uh, wake up to their humor as far as, like, it becomes, it's no, it's no longer the, I mean, it's still adolescent in a way. Like, fart jokes are still hilarious, but... Fart um, jokes are hilarious. Comedians do typically kind of shoot for that college age because you have disposable income. You're young. You're, you can come out. Who had dispo- Some of these people have disposable income. I did not have disposable incomes. I was fuck. I've been broke forever. <laughs> like I can't. I imagine like the day someone pays me to do comedy, I'm just gonna just shit myself. Oh my god. <laughs> so all right. Well, did you do any open mics at that age, or when? Did no, you, no, not what, at all. What happened? So you get your degree, and then and then you go back to Starbucks. Or where did you decide? to do after that no fuck that all fuck all that (laughs) (laughs) live read for Starbucks. what did i do well no because college took forever like i had one boyfriend broke up single met my uh now my ex but like got married fucking had a baby right okay there was like stuff but i i went to college that whole time so life okay i get you so life life took over yeah life life is really real it's super real okay Mm -hmm. so when when did you pick up this comedy bug is this a a recent phenomenon for you well here's the thing i think that i was always driven towards it i just didn't know like for a long time i had thought about taking a stand-up comedy class 
because you no one knows no one tells you to do stand-up improv has a fucking rules like there's a way to play the game right yes stand-up there's nothing there's no one to tell you how to do it and i was scared shitless and i put it off for a long time and then i turned 30 and i was like i just gotta try it right okay i just gotta try it so it is a recent phenomenon for mm-hmm, you and yeah it's going well i take it or it's it's a fucking roller coaster is what it is it's a roller coaster and i i i really really enjoy it but there's times it's just i don't i don't fucking know what i'm doing i admit it i fucking put my hand up and i admit i don't know what i'm doing so i'm gonna take this opportunity since um we've kind of got the background story on you and shift the focus it's still sure. it's still on you it's still, always it's still Please your, your keep story. it on me but in in uh, respect to the city, um, how has the comedy scene been for you the last couple of years? Like, is, is there a scene here? Is it? There's a, a scene. There's a scene that's uh, very dynamic, and there's a lot of people that shift through it. And um, because of my life as a mom and as a was a wife and now getting a divorce it's really hard for me sometimes because I don't have the time to go out to all the mics and when I do I don't get to socialize a lot oh I'm sorry I have to put my hand not there but like (laughs) I don't get to socialize with everyone I like you know I usually have to do my thing and I gotta go because I have to pay a sitter to be out and right oh okay so life life does put up obstacles for i mean a lot of creative professions you know i know friends that are right like if i get out two nights a week right now i'm stoked okay and then um when you when was the first open mic you did was that right at 30 you went to an open mic or did you go watch a couple times i took a class at the i took a class at the brody with tom johnson and ian carmel oh nice and actually it was really good um it just helped me not make those stupid beginner mistakes i don't think it really helped change the voice or my jokes so much it was sort of just like stand in the light don't fucking pace you know like have a purpose move for a reason just stuff that you're like you would never think of like right don't fucking put the mic to your mouth i don't know right okay well um at that point you and then i started doing mics right away because that was the homework they're like you have to do mics or you won't get better right and i was like fuck okay and then and that's instant instant bug what was the uh what was the first open mic you did the brody the brody okay and yeah. where is that like that uh it's downtown off of broadway right by oh embers close to embers huh i did not chinatown ish i did not know there was a comedy club or anybody that did comedy there that's interesting what that i didn't know about oh you like didn't know about the brody yeah it's all. a good little theater they have an open mic on wednesday nights that's cool okay yeah okay that uh, that, by the way, might help you later on a, a question I have, but uh, that's neither here nor there. Um, so you're in these open mics. Uh, other than Ian Carmel that you mentioned, who, who's who been a really big influence on you locally here in Portland or has rubbed off or you've seen and you kind of like their arc? Is there any of those? I really enjoy watching the progression of people like over the years. Like it, uh, It's just like you see people, even in the year, they're just phenomenally better or or they stay the same and um you know i it's like yeah then you start to look at yourself and i do feel a lot better than where i was like six months ago to six months before that six months before that but it's a it is a a road and uh what do you think about comics that choose to stay here and make portland their home base and 
not make the move to LA maybe I don't think that is a thing I think I think when you're ready to move to LA LA lets you know and I think people I don't think people are staying here if they are ready to move to LA I don't think that's a thing okay Which I think people are leaving and that's kind of sad and that that's what I'm getting at is um do we have a sustainable scene or are we going to kind of continue to see mountains and valleys peaks and valleys because as the scene progresses those people are going to be removed and it's, it'll kind of take the scene down a little bit when when the you know. But that's good though because there's not there's no money to be made here. Right, and the, I mean that's kind of I guess what I'm getting at is there. We're is I there mean we're super lucky like to have helium. I think we're super lucky right. because it's legitimate and like and and Bridgetown Comedy Festival. I mean that is huge. Like you know I got to rub elbows with big names and that was fun. Right, so I had, much I had fun. a blast as well as a as a non volunteer just as a fan. Um, my first time this year experiencing that. So yeah, uh, I. I guess what I'm getting at is, I mean, I think with Bridgetown, because um, people were getting paid for that, right? Like, well, yeah, some of, the some of them. Acts, I don't right. know. If I don't know, honestly. I don't. I, I, vol- don't I was a volunteer. I was driving. It was fun. <laughs> I just, I wonder if things like that could grow and there could be a scene here that was, you know, sustainable annually I or think career even. Possibly. I mean, if more TV shows come film here, there's, you know, a lot of writing and stuff. But I think the gig of a comic is you have to travel. That's just the gig. Right. And I believe that. I'm just saying, like, could I'm not, you know, I don't even know how to do that at this point. Like, right. I have any idea. I mean, I'm, I'm in the same boat managing a band right now as far as, like, all right, well, we're on this tier. You know, obviously, we want to be on these other tiers, but we're here in this kind of lower tier. Where is that venue in every city in America, you know? And that's tough. And right. You'll and get, I think that's even tougher for comedy because it's oh, easy yeah. for music. Well, it's easy from the stance Easier. that there's a, there's a lot more. A lot more. But, but just, like, comedy, I think you get a lot of bad information. People will be like, oh, this open mic is so awesome. And you go and it's like the worst part of town, which is kind of a growing comic thing I always hear is that the comedy spots are in a lot of bad parts of town sometimes. But mm-hmm. um, people need cheering up. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's fine and everything. But I just don't know if you're a comic trying to get you know exposure and there's like a comedy store in L.A., and then there's like some other thing. But the thing about here that's so beautiful is that we really get stage time and we can grow and become a good artist because I think if you start out early in LA, you're fucked. Like there's not, yeah. how can you develop? Like, and getting on is hard and right. it is hard. I, I, I dream of a day where maybe Portland, the Seattle area and these guys can actually create a media I wish Portland, Seattle had more of a comedy connection because I feel like that really could be something. And I still, I haven't done anything up there and I'd love to. I, right. I just think it would be fun. And I could do three hour drives. Like, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It'd be fun. Well, I have a lot of friends up there too, actually. Oh, well, that's nice. I grew up in that area, like I said. So oh, yeah. I don't know. I it, It's definitely changed since I've been up there. And uh, I go up there and there's an influx of population. There's a lot of, um, I don't know, there's a lot of things that make me reminisce nostalgic for the old seattle right but, um there's definitely money up there now in progress and comparatively to portland like we're getting new buildings and stuff built but i'm not seeing a lot of that like on the middle class or on the, the working class but up in seattle like there are people there's that no jobs they're opening like you know organic stores and stuff downtown and it's because seattle is getting all this money from tech that they're able to kind of subsidize the property for these smaller ventures to come in and pay for, where Portland, all the downtown properties are unoccupied because the rent's too high. It's true. And if you want to open it, you have to be a something-something bakery that's moving there from New York or, like, some investment firm, and it, it doesn't trickle down the way that maybe an organic garden hiring three dudes from high school and a person to watch the door, you know, 
could change. I don't know. That sounds pretty awful too, though. Well, <laughs> I know, I know. It's 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 part of the community development. Do you like Richard Bain? Do you know Richard Bain? I don't know Richard Bain. He is hilarious. He has some joke. Just like fuck Seattle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have to tiptoe over that because <laughs> I'm from there, and a lot of people uh, don't like course. it. But <laughs> fuck. No, I. <laughs> you know, I think it's like his joke is something like, uh, I was walking around Seattle just thinking. Seattle, they think they're so much better than us. I don't know. I probably shouldn't be doing Richard Bain's <laughs> joke, but he's, crazy. he's one of my favorite Portland comics that o- moved to. Or LA. you should only be doing Richard Bain, right? It's like an all or nothing thing somehow there, right? Right. He's Just hilarious though. He moved to LA, which I think's a bummer for us. Oh, see, there you go. It's yeah. another one. Well, and Matt Broniger that uh, throws the Bridgetown comedy. He's based out of LA now. But mm-hmm. And so is uh, the other one who threw throws it. Um. Oh, jeez. Not Andy. Wood. Yeah, Andy. Wood. Andy Wood. Okay, mm-hmm. it is Andy. Okay. Okay. Well, um, I guess I got to expand this somehow to the city of Portland. Is there anything here in town that you like that kind of reflects in your comedy? Is there the quirkiness? Uh, what's attractive to Portland to you? Uh, Portland's just a good place to be yourself, and it's a it it's taking comedy really seriously right now. And there's just a lot. I mean, there's just mics all the time, and like, yeah, there might not always be an audience, but there's still benefit to getting on that stage and like trying to perform and like not having like I did comedy in Boston a couple times because my best friend lives out there and it's like I had to bring five people they had to buy drinks it's still it was insane like if I wasn't there for vacation it wasn't a special occasion there's no way I could get people to come out like that um and what part of Boston were you doing were you doing Cambridge area or downtown do you even uh we were at Dick's Beantown Comedy Vault wherever that is okay I don't know I spent a little I think it's downtown town yeah i spent a little bit of time in the harvard square cambridge area and i liked cambridge i went out dancing in that neighborhood i did a mic over there at at there's like the egyptian club or something and there's like three connected oh i think yeah i think i might have had a beer outside i think they had a little weird mini patio thing i had like three tables i walked in and they're doing an open mic and i was like hey this is happening hefeweizen yeah and they let me go like right up too which was awesome i love that that's pretty sweet yeah i i would say if i lived in boston i probably would live in cambridge like yeah cambridge my friend lives in jamaica plane and i'm like move to cambridge yeah yeah they call it the republic of cambridge similar it's how they nice i went to harvard and i was like at least i can say i've been to harvard right I, that's okay i'm graduating with poli sci degree so i had to check out their political science it's the uh jfk school of government and it's like number two or one in the country every year and i'm just like oh this looks really nice it's you pretty know? P- picture in front of me in front of the front of the hall Yay. yeah and that's it that's, that's it that's that's me at harvard but uh, like you said, I've been there. So, all right. Well, I mean, I could touch on some more Portland stuff, but I think we've actually made it to uh, our thirty-minute deal. So we can we can move on to our, the fun and exciting, fastest growing in popularity game. Questions with Mikkel. I do love me some Portland, though. I'm very happy to be from here. I think it kind of makes me naive to the rest of the country because I just think this is how life really is. Right. Yeah. And I go other places, and I'm just like huh you're gonna do a whole what? Food, whole foods joke in omaha and they're just gonna look at you and you're like whole foods they're like get out anything here. just like you're like i don't know i what I about that recycle bin and they're like right what? exactly <laughs> exactly don't force your politics on me <laughs> i went to like north dakota once and they were like throwing their cans in the garbage can and i was just flabbergasted like why would you do that it's where the nickel where i'm from <laughs> oh packing it in your carry-on just throw it like it's insane to me all right so um just so you know this is a a exciting exciting game and um i have 
several questions here that I've uh, selected, and hopefully you will do well. I'm pretty sure you will, because because uh, I'm awesome. They're well, you're a you're awesome, and they're geared towards you. Um, after we get through the first bit, and that's like one, two, or three questions, depending on uh, how many you get right, mm-hmm. uh, that time we will give you the opportunity to plug any upcoming events, websites, pictures, your favorite food, whatever you have that you like, and um, then we will go on to the famous arbitrary question. All right. <laughs> Are you ready for that, Grace Sadie? Nope. <laughs> Sometime I'm going to put this on video. I swear cuz you're Don't do it. <laughs> you're you're funny. You're funny visually as well. All right. I hope it's coming over in the audio. Last week someone mentioned smells and I was like, well, I don't think that carries over in the audio either. All right. <clears throat> Good cuz I stink. <laughs> Me too. Comedian Grace Sadie. Your first question in questions with Mikel is <laughs> name <laughs> Two of the venues that host weekly open mics in Portland. Helium Comedy Club and Suki's. Suki's Bar. Suki's Bar. And what are those both on the same day or when are those? Those are both Tuesday nights. Because I, uh, I did the Chuck and Buck <laughs> this week and you did the Chuck and Buck this week. Or you did DSL. Well, I did, yeah, I did the mic before. Which also Dante's and or Star Theater. Well, because she said I could do 10 minutes. I was like, I never, you never get to do 10 minutes anywhere anymore. It's fun. That's fun. No, you did great. It was funny. I know. I I did a lot of new stuff. I was really trying new stuff. You were trying new stuff and the audience is sitting like 50 feet towards the back. There was no audience. Yeah, which was hilarious. And then um, you you did a lot of kid material and there's a lot of single people in the audience. So you you got hilariously frustrated at a single people, which I thought that was fun. Right. That was good. Because I do momedy, all momedy. That's what I do. <laughs> hope you have that patented. I hope not. No, it's not. That's a Ma- thing, and I don't want to do it. Uh oh. Ma- but I mean, what you know? I pooped out a baby. What am I gonna do? You can you can catch me at momedy dot com slash grace sadie. Triple O four because grace sadie one was already taken. All right. Um. Second question. You were a volunteer at the Bridgetown Comedy Festival. There were a lot of venues at the Bridgetown Comedy Festival. My friend's sister is a bartender at one. This is a bar that's adjacent to the Mount Tabor Theater and was used as one of the locations for the Bridgetown Comedy Festival. The Com- Bog. Ah, the Bar of the Gods. Bog. Good, bog. Good job. Thank wow. you so much. You're killing it. You're killing it. No wonder you got hired as a volunteer. Well, that and they didn't have to pay you. Well, I drove last year, too. It was awesome. Driving's the best because you get to, like, really meet people right. and, like, be with them for a minute. And they're like, you wouldn't mind if we get some Taco Bell, right? And you're like, totally, it's cool. They got some beer. Some of them wanted some other stuff. You know, they were cool. <laughs> Most of them just want to go to the hotel, but. Yeah. So what are you doing after this? No, well, I got taken out to dinner by Pete Holmes. That was fun. Oh, Pete was hilarious during he the He was awesome. Um, I was drunk leaving uh, the Bossa Nova the last night, and I saw Sean Jordan, and I was like, Sean, thanks for coming out. And I said, uh, thanks for, I just saw Pete Holmes. That guy's hilarious. He's a big comic, like big time comic, something like that, where I was like, praising pete holmes and i turn around and this gargantuan six yeah, foot man huge. is standing behind me and he's like oh i really appreciate that and i'm like oh you misheard me i meant you're a really tall you're a really big comic and he hugged me and said laser accuracy which is hands down probably one of the greatest moments of my life he was awesome yeah i picked him up at the airport and then he was like hey do you want to take us out to dinner like oh he took me but he wanted me to drive and then like take him to a venue and i was like Sweet. He was a good guy, man. It was I, awesome. I, I laughed a lot. He blew out the speakers in my car. 
<laughs> How close were they? Were borderline already? They right? were already, yeah. They were on their way, but he did uh, it with fucking oh, uh, oh god, it's Genesis. Oh snaps! Wow. I can feel it coming. It's crazy. Phil, Phil it's Collins. Going crazy. It was hilarious. It was hilarious. I can't it was believe really Phil fun. Collins broke your stereo. Yeah, neither could I. But you had to be there. It was that, fun. I wasn't, and I'm sad. Well, that's a slight carryover. It didn't happen in the sense that he recorded it here, but he is a fellow podcaster. Yes. the uh you made it weird podcast but i would like you and this is the hardest question okay. your final question in questions with mikkel i want more that's not enough oh there's still the arbitrary it's fun okay um can you name for me three podcasts that were recorded during bridgetown now for the record there was a podcast that was recorded during it that wasn't part of it but that still will count if you name that one i think doug loves movies is the one you're talking about yep. but i'm playing it because i don't know i think this american wife or was that last year that might have been the year before i'm gonna let you know that that was the year before but keep going keep going uh, shit uh-oh I don't know. Did you know? Okay, there was one that was like a scientific exploitation of humor. And I was there. And what was that one? Uh, I don't know. Th Pete <sighs> Holmes was on it, right? He was on yeah, it. Yeah, I was there. I have no idea what it was called. Oh, I feel bad. All right. Well, that's fine. Uh, Christopher Young also got one of the questions. What was it? Um, the answer would have been either uh, Who Charted. Um, there was uh, The Galmania with Brett Gelman. Um, there was The Humor Code was the name of the one you oh, yeah, were yeah, at. Oh, yeah, yeah, I was there. Um, and there was, um, I had a couple more. I think I think Risk is a podcast, and they were they recorded a bit. So there was like six or seven. So there I, was a, I went to a, a a roast one time. I wonder if that was recorded, because that was pretty funny. I think. And that it was at Helium. Yeah, yeah. Well, Whatever. That, that's fine. I, I, oh, I feel bad, because you were going to be a champion, but... You're you're not. You're still a contender. I'm still a champion on the inside. Bridgetown was too much. I couldn't pay attention. It was too. I like had to just look at the schedule and figure out what I wanted to see right then because of like working it. Totally. I I, I was like I was trying to focus on Bridgetown because I knew you worked it, but at the same time I knew it was incredibly chaotic. I can imagine. So. Oh my god. I I figured that one might be might be trickier. The Sunday I like wanted to go see this one last show with Amy Schumer and I couldn't. I like had to go to bed. I crashed. Yeah. I left the Bossa Nova one at like. 10 30 and i, I cried like i like was driving home and i hadn't had anything to drink that day i'm like this is dangerous like i don't feel good driving yeah. right now well uh grace sadie we've come to the wonderful plugs department um is there any open mics comedy websites anything at all that you need to let the world know about well everybody should just find me on twitter which is ms ms grace sadie okay and um tonight i'm going this won't be out tonight so it doesn't really matter it actually will oh it, it will yeah i'll get it up in about uh, 45 minutes let me think uh it's at the fucking gypsy on 21st and something 21st yeah. northwest yeah across the street Pe from moo moos close to the theater yeah. i know that oh yeah yeah 21st um, gleason -y. i think i want to say 21st and gleason I just found out today that I got to be into a women's comedy festival, but that's not till November, but I'm still pretty excited about it. That's pretty sweet. Otherwise, uh, m multiple open mics at times, if you're lucky. I go, yeah, I try to go out when I can, but, you know, that's that's like the work. Like, that doesn't count. Right. But, but people can see you there. If so. they want to. If it might not be that good, though. <laughs> <laughs> that's an excellent plug. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to go ahead and get this thing riggered up here while I wait to ask you. The arbitrary question of the day. All right, Miss Grace Sadie, and this is always the toughest, and it's painful, I know. But uh, 
What is the funniest thing about Portland? Oh, and you're going to be right and I'm going to be wrong. This is fun. <laughs> the, f- the funniest thing about Portland is Elvis. You know what I'm talking about? I know Elvis. I'm actually... The old, stinky, homeless Elvis. <laughs> that is the funniest part about Portland because I can remember him when I was like five at Saturday Market with a cardboard guitar fucking just going for it with his tape deck. If you listen to the original podcast, I will quote that uh, he is not homeless. I actually know where he lives, but... I know some stories about him. Um, he is also going to eventually be on this show, but I'm sorry that is incorrect. I know. The correct answer is we've never elected an exotic dancer mayor. That is the funniest thing about Portland. I do not agree. It's going to happen one day. Nope. Yeah, it's going to be Mayor Mercedes. I like that. Tell me you're voting for her too. Thank you again, Grace. Thank you. No problem.